that you are here, and I'm sure that you have come with uh, hunger and thirst for the Word of God, because we are going to sit under His authority and feast from His Word. And uh, having said that, what a joy to have Caleb's dad here in our midst. We welcome you in our midst. God bless you as you worship. Your son is the asset to this church, and we are grateful. Let us look to the Lord and pray. Let us look to the Lord and pray. Almighty God, our gracious, loving, heavenly Father, we are grateful, O God, that your mercy and your compassion have not failed, and because of that we are not consumed. Great is your faithfulness. This is the day, Lord, as the psalmist reminded us, that we are here to glorify you. I thank you, Father, for each person, those who are here. Oh, blessed Holy Spirit, who searches the hearts and knows the need of each person. Minister to each one according to their need from your word, that they may be thoroughly satisfied in your presence. Glorify the Lord Jesus Christ. We, want, we are here to behold his glory. We commit our life in your loving hands. In Jesus' wonderful name we pray. Amen. All right. We have been looking into the very subject about the Lord Jesus Christ. We are, teaching, we are learning the doctrines of God and doctrines of Jesus Christ. Last time we saw, uh, he emptied himself. He made himself of no reputation. And we were looking into, this is a great subject, and a finite mind will never ever comprehend what it made in heaven when he made himself of no reputations when he came to this planet Earth. Everybody would like to become something, while the Lord, the glory, the glorious God of heaven who was everything, and he made himself nothing in order that we might be made something uh, in the eyes of the Lord. What a privilege we have. So, so far we looked into that he emptied himself. What does it mean? He temporarily took off his divine glory. And that's why he said, Father, glorify yourself, glorify me, so we can glorify together, John chapter 17 and verse 1 and 5. And then he, the, um, then, then he emptied himself of his independent authority. And that's what the devil told him in the wilderness, that if you, if you are, since, since you are a son of God, you can act independently. And he said, no way, no way. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by the word of God. So he emptied himself of his independent authority. And then he emptied himself from voluntarily exercising his some divine attributes. That's wonderful to gaze. And the fourthly, he emptied himself from the eternal riches. So you and I might become the rich, Paul writes, in 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 9, though he was, the, you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, though he was so rich, yet he became poor, so you and I might become rich. That was Paul's explanation. 
It's so wonderful to think about. And now fifthly, he emptied himself. Get this, my friends. And I want you to understand what I mean that. And I, uh, you know, in, uh, The fifthly, he emptied himself temporarily of his unique, intimate, face-to-face relationship with his heavenly father. Face-to-face with his heavenly father. Ima- imagine the cross. And then I'm going to get into the cross. But temporarily, he... he he, uh, uh, he emptied himself temporarily of his unique, intimate, face-to-face relationship. Now, let me go back. When God created Adam, he always created the best. He never created junk, right? He created the best. And uh, so Adam and Eve, so when Adam and Eve sinned against God, God did not say, oops, I made a mistake. You know, there was a Sunday school, and the teacher asked uh, students, he said, what do you think about God? So one teacher said, there is no oops with God. Isn't it wonderful? There is no oops. You know, we say oops, and then he said, what did you do? What did you go, what did you get wrong? And say, oh my Lord, don't thank, don't talk about that. So there is no oops with God. So when Adam and Eve sinned, heaven did not say, oops, what did we do? Now what is next? Well, Revelation chapter 13 verse 8 says that before the foundation of this earth, the lamb was crucified. In Genesis chapter 3 verse 15, when Adam and Eve sinned against God, thus says the Lord, that was the first gospel ever given, the seed of the woman. Remember that, seed of the woman will crush the hair of the serpent. And then Moses told in Deuteronomy chapter 18 and verse 18 that God who raised prophet like me and a prophet, the prophet. So, and then in Numbers chapter 24 and verse 17, the Balaam prophecy, a star of Jacob will come star. And then all through the, in Isaiah chapter 7 verse 14, uh, the virgin shall be conceived and, and shall give the birth uh, and he calls, he call, he, you shall call his name Emmanuel. Micah chapter 5 and verse 2. Uh, uh, o Bethlehem Ephrata. The one is coming. He, he's originally from the beginning. So all these verses reminds us. And Paul, when he was writing to Galatians chapter 4, he came to 4 and verse 4, he said, in the fullness of time, I love that. In the fullness of time, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, all these words from Genesis to up to this moment, born of the woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, so we, you and I, become the sons and daughters of his kingdom. What a privilege. Now, when you talk about that he temporarily, he temporarily broke the relationship with the heavenly father, that and then when man committed sin, Paul writes in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 21, God, listen to this, God made him who knew no sin to be sin for us. So you and I might become righteousness of God. We may inherit the righteousness. He would impute the righteousness. Well, that was heaven's plan for you and for me. So when Jesus Christ was hanging on the cross, what did he say in Matthew chapter 27 and verse 46? Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. My God, my God, why thou hast... It was the broken relationship with, intimate relationship with. 
he emptied himself from that so you and i might not be deserted in hell what a privilege we have what a glorious god we have praise be to the lord for his incredible gift to us well that was he emptied himself well today i'm going to speak about jesus was fully human he was fully human this is another part of doctrine of jesus christ he was fully human well that takes us to luke's gospel chapter 2 and verse 40 and 52 and I, i don't want you to turn with me because because of the time factors i'm really fighting the time so luke chapter 2 verse 40 this is what dr luke says and the child grew and waged our according to king james words and wage do you understand what is wage that is he became he became so the child grew and became strong in spirit filled with wisdom and the grace of god was upon them this is we are looking into the second part of Jesus Christ the humanity of Jesus Christ so when you talk about that he grew up he grew up and become strong in spirit and wisdom so this verse demonstrates that Jesus was fully human he developed as all human all children develop though he was unaffected by sin he was filled with the wisdom of god and also the grace of god was upon him now i want you to understand the grace in a two different ways okay grace was upon jesus christ as he grew up i want you to understand two very significant meaning of the grace when we talk about the grace uh, john beloved apostle he's writing to his people and Uh, in John's gospel chapter 1 verse 14 and the word became flesh and dwelt among us we beheld his glory the glory of the uh, 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 glory of God the father he was full with grace and he was filled with full with truth grace and truth so how do we understand that remember the grace in view here is not the saving grace which you and i received you remember we are saved by we are saved by grace we are saved by grace right so remember that we are saved by grace jesus did not have to be saved by grace all right so when 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 luke writes that he was he he grew up uh, and and the grace of god was upon him that was not the grace luke had in mind so what was he had in his mind that is god's favor God's favor and you know what happened when he was baptized remember when he was baptized by John the Baptist what did father say the heaven was open and 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 Matthew writes so Luke writes in chapter 3 verse 22 this is my beloved son i am well pleased this is father's favor for his son and then mount of transfiguration go back to the mount of transfiguration heaven open again 
And what did Peter was so excited to build the tabernacle for Jesus and Moses and Elijah. And he forgot the glory of Jesus Christ. And then what happened, my beloved? And then he said, this is my beloved son. I'm, listen to him. Listen to him, what he has to say, looking to the cross. So here we have, he grew up in the, and then became strong. And then in chapter 2, verse 52, okay, this is what Luke writes. And Jesus increased in wisdom and the stature in favor with God and man. We are looking into second part of Jesus' life. He was a pure human like you and me, but yet he was without. Remember, Jesus did not cease being God or took off the divine attributes in order to become man. Rather, he took on the human nature and addition, not subtraction. And he submitted to the use of his divine attributes and to the will of the Father. His all life was in tune with the Father's will. Oh, my friends, is it not true for us that our life, short life we are living, soon will be passed, but we all have God's will. And if you do not fulfill God's will, you will weep before the judgment seat of Christ. Because the Lord has a whole plan for you. And uh, you think the Lord would be thinking about, oh, Solomon, you did splendid job, but the Lord was not interested in splendid job because it is all for his glory, right? But what I did not do, the Lord said, this is what I expected from you. And that I would be in tears in my eyes. I said, Lord, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If Jesus Christ came to fulfill Father's will, you and I, temporarily, we are here to do Father's will. Father's will. And what did Jesus say? What did Jesus say? In John chapter 5, verse 30, I can do, I can I can of my own self do nothing as I hear because I seek not my own will but the will of the Father which hath sent me. My will is, my food is to fulfill his will. John chapter 4 verse 34. And Luke chap John chapter 8 verse 28 says, Then Jesus said, When ye have lifted me up, lifted the Son of Man, then shall ye know that I am he and I do nothing of myself but my Father hath taught me, I speak all these things. Nothing independently. Satan, that's what he wanted to do independently. And Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, by, by the word of God. What a lesson for us all to learn. You know, another verse is very important for us to ponder, and that is uh, Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1, Two and three. This is the great message of Christmas. Hebrews chapter one, verses one, two, and three. I'm not going to detail read about that, but this is what, what I'm going to emphasize. I want to read for you. Listen to this. God spake by the prophets. God spoke by the prophets in the past. All right? God spoke by the prophet in the past. But then in these last days, 
he then spoke by his son appointed heir by uh, appointed by heir and, and was made he made the world he is the brightness of his glory express image of his person this very word is eye opening about the humanity of jesus christ humanity of jesus christ somebody said this and i quote i i i i quote this and you listen very carefully this is fascinating very fascinating someone has said listen to this that jesus christ came from the bosom of the father bosom of the father to the bosom of a woman he put on humanity that we might put on divinity he became son of man that we might become sons of god in infancy he startled a king in boyhood he puzzled the learned doctors in manhood he ruled the course of a nature he healed the multitude without medicine and made no charge for his service that is wonderful he fed the multitude without any tips he fed the multitude without any tips he never wrote a book yet all the libraries of the world could not hold the books about him he never wrote a song yet he has furnished the theme for more songs than all song writers together he never founded college yet all the schools together cannot boast of as many students as he has he never preached he never practiced medicine and yet he healed more broken hearts than all the doctors have healed broken bodies in the world this jesus christ is the star of astrology he is the rock of geology he is the lion and the lamb of zoology the healer of disease throughout history great men have come and gone yet he lives on he herod could not kill him satan could not seduce him death could not destroy him and grave could not keep him that is jesus that is jesus we worship that death could not keep his prey and what did paul say oh death where is your victory oh death where is your sting and then paul blows the trumpet from the loud of his voice thanks be to jesus christ who has won the victory no matter my beloved when you lower your loud ones what do you say good night because that is going to be a good morning had not he risen we would be like a gentiles weeping for the lost one but for us when we bury the loved ones who loved the lord and put their trust in christ jesus because of him this shameful body will be lowered in the grave and then the glorious body will rise up again just like jesus Amen. just like him that is the hope my beloved 
We live every day. Do you have that hope? Do you live for that hope? I live every day with that hope, my beloved, I tell you. And that's why I am not ashamed to tell you over and I'm, I'm, if you're tired, please forgive me. That's why I never look for the upper taker. I'm always looking for under, uh, not, I'm not looking for undertaker, but looking for the upper taker because of him. So this Jesus is the radiance. The writer of the Hebrews says, this Jesus, whom I describe, this Jesus is the radiance of God's glory. This Jesus is the radiance of God's glory, exact representation of his nature. Now, the word radiance in Greek, apaugasma, apaugasma, get this word. In Greek helps us to understand what does the radiance means. That means send forth light. Send forth light. It represents Jesus as the manifestation of God. God. He's, he, exp, he expresses God to us. As I said in the beginning, the finite become, no, infinite become finite. That which was far beyond has come near to us. Remember, Bible tells us no one can see God. No one can see God. And no one ever will be. <laughs> the only radiance that reaches us from God is Jesus Christ. No wonder he says, those who have seen me, seen my. You're all graduated. Those who have seen me, have seen my father. I and my father are <clears throat> just as the rays, sun rays, just as the rays of sun lights, the, lights and warm the earth, so Jesus Christ, the glorious light of God, shining into the hearts of man. Isn't it wonderful? Once upon a time, you know, in the beginning, God created heaven and earth, and the light shines out of darkness. This darkness from us, the light of the glory of God through Jesus Christ shines us in us. And once we were the children of darkness, now we are trans we were transported from darkness to the marvelous light in Christ Jesus. Wonderful, wonderful, beloved. Just glorious. Not wonderful, glorious. That's the light shines in hearts of man. Just as the sun was never without and cannot be separated from its brightness, so God was never without and cannot be separated from the glory of Jesus Christ. Beloved, we would never be able to see or enjoy God's light if we did not have Jesus to look at. One day he said, 
I am the light of the world. Isn't it wonderful? I am the light of the world. And those who walk, they will never walk in darkness. You know the world religion, if you study the world religion, all the religion's leaders would say, there is a way. There is a way. But no one ever said, I am the way. Only the fool denied this fact. I am the way, the truth, and the life. He who follows me shall never walk in darkness. Never walk in darkness. But then the bonus, <laughs> you know, when we talk about bonus, what is bonus? The bonus is that we have a light of life. You follow then you have a light of life which enlightens the darkness. Jesus is the light of your life and mine. The more you live in his presence, in his word, more the light shines. more you live in his presence, more the light shines. Beloved, we are God's representative on this planet Earth. The world is going to hell now. It's already on the way. On the way. And it seems that God has turned his back because we have willfully rejected him. And every day we tell him, back off, back off, back off. We are wiser than you. We are smarter than you. Don't bother in our affairs. We can run our life. But you know, my friends, there is a timeline coming. Where is the timeline coming? Enough is enough. As the Lord rose and destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, God will not hesitate to destroy America. You know, when you see the wickedness, you wonder why God is silent. When you see the wickedness, you wonder why. You know, the wickedness will rise to the top. So when God judges and destroys, he will justify in his judgment. You know, so many our loved ones we are concerned about. Because God in his mercy has opened our eyes and we wonder, Lord, have mercy on our neighbors, our friends, our sons and our daughters, our wives and our husbands. Have mercy, O God. Be a light. Be a salt. You don't want their blood on your head. So the light with the Lord has enlightened in you. May you continue to light that light so much so that one day they will come and say, I want that, what you have. Can you give me? People are reading us. And I always say we have four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. 
but you and I are the fifth gospel of heaven. How do people read us matters most. Because people will never go to church. People never go to church. In our neighborhood, not one family goes to the church. It grieves our heart. It grieves our heart. But we want to be the light always. We don't want their blood on us. Whenever the Lord gives the opportunity, we show forth. That is what you can do. If the light has enlightened from heaven in your soul, then it is your moral and spiritual obligation that you would sign and draw the line. Draw the line. Let them know who you are. Don't go along with them. Draw the line. Let them know whom you belong to. You know, the Bible tells, uh, the, the, he who has seen me, seen God. Exact representation translates the Greek term for the impression. Uh, the, uh, the Greek word for impression made by dye or stem on a seal. The design on the dye is reproduced on the wax. So Jesus Christ is the reproduction of God. Jesus Christ is the reproduction of God. He is the personal imprint of God. We are looking into, my beloved, the humanity of Jesus Christ. You know, one of the doctrines attacked by Satan, that Jesus Christ was never God. He was never God. Like Jehovah Witness, in their New Testament, John's Gospel, if you happen to have, in the beginning was the word, the word in our language, in our Bible. In Greek, hologos. But in their Bible, a logos, not the logos. Jesus is a small, is not a God, small. So they worship one and a half God. Isn't it sad? Jesus is the God. He was a human. But we are looking into that side so you understand. Paul writes in Colossians chapter 1 verse 15, who is the image of the invisible God? Jesus Christ is the image of Icon of God. Icon of God. And Paul writes, In him all the fullness of God dwell bodily. Bodily. All right. Uh, what was Jesus' response when he was tired? Tell me. 
What was Jesus' response? You remember that after the wilderness fasting for 40 days, 40 nights, he was tired. He was, uh, sorry, I'm sorry, I'm going back. What was Jesus' response when he was tired? Mark writes in chapter 4, verse 38, that he slept. He slept. What does it say? Who sleeps? Dead person? Living person. Jesus slept. He was tired. Now remember, he had no place to lay his head, so he has to borrow the boat so he can lay his head and rest. That is a humanity of Jesus Christ. Okay? What was Jesus' response to the lack of food? After 40 days, 40 nights, what happened to Jesus? He was hungry. That person can never be hungry. Only the living person. Jesus Christ was a living reality. Being 40 days, he was hungry. Well, how did Jesus feel after journey? After you fly, after you travel, after you drive, how do you feel at the end of the day? Tired. My Lord was tired. John writes in chapter 2, chapter 4, and verse 6, he was weird. He was tired. How did Jesus react when he was grieved at the Lazarus tomb? How did he react? He wept. He wept. That speaks about the humanity of Jesus. He wept. And you know, one day, one day he was in synagogue. This is very hard for a son of God to go through this. Mark writes in chapter 4, sorry, sorry chapter 2 and verse 5, that Jesus went to the synagogue and there was a man who, was a, who had a withered hand. Remember the story. He, was, he had a hand without any sense. It was withered. So I would call when Jesus challenged them, is it possible, is it lawful to heal this man? But because their hearts and the minds were withered, people were withered. This man had only withered hand, but the rest of the rabbi and all, they were withered completely. And Jesus challenged them, is it possible? Is it lawful to heal? And you know what happened? He looked around. He looked around. He looked around. And my Bible tells us, and he was angered. He was angered. And being grieved by the hardness of the heart. Who would grieve for the hardness of heart? A living person. When the temple was turned into the business place, remember... What did Jesus say? Okay, let us negotiate with the scribes and Pharisees. Make a business with Jesus. He chased them out. You made my father's house den of thieves. Get out, get lost. That is my Jesus. That is the humanity of Jesus Christ. What did Jesus say about himself? After he rose again from the dead, behold my hands and my feet, 
that it is myself. Handle me and save. The man who is God is Jesus. You know, we looked into the attributes of God. You remember? We looked into the attributes of God. So, just unbelievable. In the Bible, God represents that he is the sovereign God. Sovereign God. I am he that I am. Isaiah 46, I know the beginning and the end. He's a sovereign God. And... Nobody can thwart his purpose and plan. He does what he pleases, how he pleases, when he pleases. When Jesus came in Matthew chapter 28, verse 18 to 28, what did Jesus say? All the power in heaven and earth is given to me. There you have Jesus' omnipotent power. Then we have Eternity, eternality of God in the Bible we have. You know, when Moses was com- uh, commissioned to deliver God's people and the Moses said, Lord, how do I say about you? What is your name? In Exodus chapter 3 verse 14, I am he that I am. Not I was or I will be, but I am that I am. Continuing present tense. Continuing present tense. And my beloved, that what in the Bible we are told that Lord Jesus Christ, as he was, he said, in the beginning was the word and the word was God and word was with God and the word was God. That which was from the beginning that we have heard, we have seen, we have, our eyes have behold and that is the word of life. God is unchangeable. God is unchangeable. If God is changeable, who would like to have that kind of God? If your friends are unchangeable, would you like to be close with them? No. You would change your friends. You can't trust them. You can't trust them. My God is unchangeable. You can depend on him. He's, he's unchangeable. You know, in Malachi chapter 3, verse 6 says, I am the Lord, do not change. Praise God. And what did Jesus say in, Matthew, in Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 8? Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. He, as he was, as he is, as he will be. You can trust him. You can depend on him. He's all-knowing God. Isn't it wonderful that we have a God who knows he, uh, Psalm number 139 speaks about that. Even I go up, I go down, he's there always. Even the words come from my mouth, he knows it all. He knows it all. He is a sinless. Was God sinless in the, in the Bible? And what did Habakkuk chapter 1 verse 13 says? Your eyes are too pure to look, to behold the evil things. And what the Bible, what the Bible says about Jesus Christ, and then He says that um, uh, the one who knew no sin was made sin for us. He was He knew no sin. And in John chapter eight, verse forty-four, Jesus said, "Can you prove any sin in me?" And they were speechless. They were speechless. And then He was uh, holy. Oh, friends. But ye denied the Holy One and just one 
and look, Leviticus chapter 11, verse 45, in the Old Testament, God says, I, the Lord, is holy, therefore be holy. We're talking about humanity of Jesus Christ, and we are talking about the same God, what was in the Old Testament, same in Jesus Christ. Man who is God, that is Jesus Christ. And he's the truth, right? Exodus chapter 34, he said, and then Psalm 117, verse 2, the truth of the Lord is endures forever. So, my beloved, Christ, even though he was human, has a divine authority, and he had a power, omnipotent power. He had a power over nature. You remember that he calmed the sea. He calmed the sea. And the wave and water calmed down. He had a power over the diseases. Oh, friends, Luke chapter 4, verse 40. When the sun was setting, all those who were there, they brought all the sick people, and none of them went without being healed. You know, today when you see the uh, healers in the, in the TV, oh, my heavenly Father, forgive them. You know, people line up and then line up to here, and it's now no more. Healer is not going to heal you. Tomorrow you can come. Not with my Lord. Not with my Lord. He, he healed all. That's what the Bible tells us. In Luke chapter 4, verse 14. I'm about to finish, so hang in there. He had a power over demons. He had a power over demons. Oh, what is your name? In Mark chapter 5. Oh, that man really forgot his name. Why? He was possessed by the legion. That's what the devil can do to a person who is created in the image of God. When you give him an inch, he will take over everything. That's what happened to that man. He forgot his family for everything. And the Lord had a power over demons. He had a power over death. Hallelujah. He had a power over death after Lazarus buried what happened. Oh, friends. Lazarus come, come out and he came out. He had the power and he said, I am the resurrection and life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies. And whoever lives believes in me shall never die. Do you believe? He told Martha. Well, since Jesus had the authority to forgive sins, he had authority over diseases, he had authority over demons, he had authority over death, he had authority to forgive sin, then this Jesus must be God. Only God can do that, right? And we are here under him to worship. Love him, my friends. Adore him. Magnify him. Let him be exalted in your life. I always say, Lord, every morning, Lord, through my death, through my life, today, may you be glorified. This Jesus is coming back. Are you ready? Are you ready? I'm ready. You are ready? Amen. Okay. Any concern to be looked at?